Welcome to this week's Talking Cod Swallop. I am Gemma. No James this week. He's genuinely ill. Um, I mean, he's always genuinely ill when he uh, isn't here anyway. Uh, but, you know, for the laughs and giggles, we uh, normally say something rude. But uh, as everyone knows, James has got long COVID and he's also got a chest infection and a cold on top of that. So he is really feeling rough at the moment, poor bastard. So this isn't our Christmas episode as planned previously, which, you know, there we have it. But we have got a little Christmas elf that is coming into play. So please welcome to the show, Andy Barr. Bar humbug. <laughs> Why do you make me come on this and try to enjoy myself? <laughs> because we just wish to give you the Christmas gift of cheer. That's all. Sorry. You're horrible. I know. I know. It's like a, it's like a fun torture, you know? I, I like to torture people, so, you know. <laughs> you tempted me on with offers of Jaffa cakes, and now I've now got to have enforced fun. I know. And I didn't even send the Jaffa cakes. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I don't like Christmas. <laughs> uh, How are you? Oh, I'm all right, thank you. I was going to say, talking about Jaffa cakes, you know, um, have you tried those ones that are like a donut type Jaffa cake? I was incredibly disappointed. Were you? I've not heard yeah. one, so I don't know. I was expecting, you know, like a traditional donut, jam-filled donut or yeah. jelly for our American audience, but it's jam. Yeah. Uh, I, that's what I was expecting. A nice puffy donut with too much uh, Jaffa. No. 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 It's like they introduce the Jaffa cake very briefly to each other. Oh, oh I won't bother them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's face it, Jaffa cakes rule. You know, the orange ones, the other one, the other flavours are awful. But um, yeah, the uh, the orange one is the daddy of all Jaffa cakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you once uh, a colleague of mine, knowing how much I like Jaffa cakes, for my birthday made me a giant Jaffa cake? Oh, wow. About the size of a dinner plate, if not bigger. Oh, wow. Was it amazing? Oh, yeah. I didn't share it. <laughs> I don't think I would have either, to be honest. Sorry, I had a sip of coffee at the time when you said that, so that's why I was like... <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Yeah. Well, and also, everybody, just to make you aware, Andy is currently sitting in an empty room. He's on a box, uh, and that's why he sounds like he's potentially echoey. But, uh, you know, <laughs> he isn't just sat on a box, don't worry. He has got furniture, but uh, it's still slightly echoey. But, you know, it's it's, uh, it's Codswallop, so anything goes at this stage, doesn't it, Andy? Yeah, I mean, maybe if I put the effort in, I could have egg-boxed the entire room and then hid myself under a duvet to make sure that you didn't have to do any work in the edit. But do you know what? Fuck it. It's Christmas. This is my present to you. Oh, Enjoy thank the you. editing. <laughs> thank you. I will. I can't wait. Because <laughs> I know that's what you enjoy. Secretly, you love it when we fuck over everything. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why Andy's only allowed on once a month. <laughs> if that. <laughs> I was going to say, you're eating into next year's quota because it wasn't that long ago I was on. So, you know. I know. Well, I do uh, thank you ever so much for stepping up and picking up the microphone and doing this with me because otherwise uh, the uh, tadpoles wouldn't have had a Christmas episode, which is 
not really going to be a Christmas episode anymore because it's uh, just a me and Andy show now. And I'm just not a good present to anyone. Sorry, right. salties. <laughs> but we we have got a tiny little bit of uh, Christmassiness to it because I asked the salty tadpoles a while ago. Um, you know what? any traditions that they do and things like that so we're going to get into those answers answers because uh you know we love it when the salty tadpoles actually participate don't we so uh oh we love a good sti sti the kind the kind that we don't need um antibiotics for (laughs) or creams (laughs) yeah (laughs) so anyway we've rambled for about five minutes now so how have you been I can't complain, honestly. It's it's, uh, it's fun times in the in the bar household. The house is done. I've got nothing really to to complain about apart from you know first world problems. So yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into those in a minute then. <laughs> yeah. How's about you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Um, I mean, same as you. Um, nothing really to complain about, but uh, you know. But then everything to complain about, you know, I'm a British person, so I'm fine, is what I'm so, going to say from now on. <laughs> as I said, you were over what's that fucked up, insecure, neurotic and emotional. Yeah, exactly. I'd not heard that before. So you shouldn't have, uh, you shouldn't have told me it was to do with Aerosmith. <laughs> I would have been like, oh my God, Andy, that is impressive. And then you uh, ruined it by telling me the truth. Which I suppose yeah. is good. It's good that you told me the truth, though. <laughs> but I lost out on valuable kudos. You did. You so did. really, you know, was it good to be honest? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. 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 Maybe, maybe in future, just hold fire. You know, if you say anything like that to me again, and I'll be like, oh my god, did you come up with that yourself? And you'd be like, yes. You really invented sliced bread. Wow. <laughs> Doing your best, Greg Wallace. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything that I really did this week, but there was one funny thing that happened, but I don't know if it's actually going to translate on the podcast as a funny thing. So you'll be the test. But um, yeah, it's, uh, but it also might just be like a, yeah, to be there kind of moment. But um we were watching EastEnders, me, mum and Graham, and uh, they were talking about something about regrets or something like that. I think, you know, Dot's funeral. So, you know, for anyone out there who watches EastEnders, I don't really watch it. I was just listening to it and then, you know, playing on my phone or whatever. Um, And yeah, so my mum said to me, oh, have you got any regrets? And I said, the regret that I have, which... I wasn't going to say on the podcast because I, you know, I feel really, really ashamed by it, but I'm still, I'm actually going to say it because when I was a teenager, um, I stole from my mum and I, you know, again, like I said, it's like a biggest regret that I've ever done in my life and I still hold it to this day. You know, everything's all right now, but you know, the memory is still there. So anyway, so I said, Oh yeah, stealing from you. And, uh, so that's not the funny part, obviously. <laughs> then. <laughs> But I just, out of context, I wanted to sort of say it so that people knew what I'd said. So, so yeah, so, you know, it went quiet and we were all like, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one, you know, kind of thing. And my mum turns around to Graham and goes, have you got any regrets? And he goes, I killed a duck once. 
were dying. We were absolutely dying laughing. And I mean, it, it felt really bad because Graham was like genuinely sad about it. But I... I couldn't breathe at one point. My eyes were closing up because my cheekbones were like <laughs> laughing so hard that, you know, because I think because the fact that it was like, it was such a serious, you know, like mine was such a serious one. And then he turned around and said, killed a duck once. I killed a duck once, I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh God. So yeah, we're still sort of giggling about it, but oh my God, it was like, it was proper... It was proper, proper belly laugh, you know, like, like I said, I, I don't think I've li- laughed that hard. Like I was literally still looking at my phone while he said it. And I had to put my, f- I had to put my phone down because I actually couldn't see it because like I said, my cheekbones were laughing, yeah, my cheeks were laughing so hard on well, my mouth, but you know, it was, it was closing my eyes and I was just like, oh my God. So, um, yeah, yeah definitely had to be there. Yeah, it, it's a, it's one of those things, isn't it? But you know, it's because it was so, it was so serious, and then all of a sudden it was like, I killed a duck once. Yeah. <laughs> Attention cutter, they're always good. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so like I said, I don't think that will translate as on the you know on the podcast as telling the story again. I mean, it was pretty comical still, but you know, it wasn't nearly as comical as uh, as it was at the time. So. I mean, it could have been worse. He could have said, yeah, moving in here. <laughs> well, yeah, he could have. <laughs> well, the thing is, he daren't say that. <laughs> we'll just kick him out. Keep the dog, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. he. Um, so, yeah, otherwise, this week, I'm just, just counting down the days for uh, work to be finished, really, so I can actually have some break. Excellent. When are you? When's your last day? Uh, twenty third. When's yours? Same as. Yeah. yeah. End of day. Oh, end of day. Oh no, I win because ours is half day, so yeah. we finish at half twelve. So. Well, I'm working European now, so I'll be done by earliest or latest half past four UK time. Yeah, but still, that sucks. But at least it's not, you know, at least it's not Christmas Eve, which normally that would be the day that we'd be. Uh, finishing on yeah well for the last seven years anyway but uh well so whatever it is you know let's, let's just move on <laughs> <laughs> that went into a coldy sack it did it did it did and it needs to come out <laughs> so andy have you got any cod swallop this week um i'm not sure if this is returning to a previous one mm-hmm. um but obviously the, the scourge of the e-scooter. Um, so Yes, it is returning. Yes. It's re- it's a returning guest, this one. So it's not a higher scheme where I live in um, in Reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but the youth you know, travel around on their little uh, organ donors of... Uh, yeah, I fucking hate them anyway. Uh, so I, first thing in the morning, I ran out of milk and I've got a... A shop across the road, so okay. I, I ran out to the shops to, to grab some milk, and uh, on my way back, I nearly got mowed down by some thirteen-year-old on on an e-scooter <gasps> on the path, and I was like, Do "You know what? I've had enough." Uh, so I called up the school, who were like, "Yeah, we know it's a problem. There's, there's not much we can really do about it." I'm like, "You can fucking confiscate them for a starters." And then they were like, oh, you know, we, we've tried looking and, you know, we think there's a couple of parents who uh, offer a safe haven. 
you know, the, the types the, 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 who don't really think uh, before their actions. And they said, well, the best thing you can do is just call the police. I thought, oh, really? So I, I did actually call the police on this one. Yeah. Well, I suppose if he nearly knocked you over, it's like, um, you know, if it's an electrical vehicle, isn't it? So, like, it's if he was driving a car you'd, and he nearly knocked you over, you'd have to call the police, wouldn't you? So That's it. That's it, you know. And, you know, it's antisocial behaviour. And I, I really went into victim uh, meldry mode. And I was like... Do you remember in the 90s when you used to hide in bushes and jump out at unsuspecting motorists uh, mm. to catch them speeding before you had to paint everything yellow? Could you return to those days but actually look out for e-scooters? You know, park a transit van once a term and then just gather all the scooters up and issue massive fines and, you know, we can all get on with our lives. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We just don't have funding, but you know, we do need to do something. But, you know, through the, the, the conversation, it turns out, and I never knew this, so if any parents or even adults who own these scooters, if you get busted by the police as an adult, you will get three points on your license. Really? Because they're, they are motorized vehicles. Yeah. They are, they're not MOT'd, so there's no roadworthiness certificate. You're not insured. So that's uh, a motoring offense. Yeah. If your child gets busted on one, you still get points. Now, I don't know, and I forgot to ask, in a two-parent household, do both parents get the points? Or, do you know, does one parent have to throw the other one under under the, the e-scooter, if you will, to, to take the, the points? But, yeah, because there's no insurance for them. No. So if anything happens, there's no liability. You know, so no one's paying out for it, much like, you know, us in, in the cars. And there's no roadworthiness test. You no, know? So, yeah. That's a good point, actually, because I remember like a story that I think we covered like years and years ago, um, or or I may have just heard of it myself. But um, there was a a guy who was drunk who decided to um, take a kid's toy um, toy car out on the road or out on the pavement or something, and yeah, uh, yeah and he lost his license because he was uh, he was driving under the influence. They so, one of those little electric, yeah. Kiddie, sco- uh, kiddie cars. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so yeah, that's that's my codswallop. Um, and I don't know because the most stupid thing I've ever seen kids do on these um, on on the e scooters. I saw one e scooter with two children on going up a dual carriageway slip road. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. Kids you know, in Reading are hardcore, aren't they? Well, this one wasn't in Reading. This was Newbury. This was oh, okay. uh, the M4 A34 interchange. Yeah. So, yeah. So, not quite Reading, but still West Barracksshire. Yeah. But, which yeah. is my area. So, yeah, you know, we, have, we do breed them stupid around this way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's the, yeah. So, my Coswell on that one is, is twofold it's e scooters, mm-hmm. and it's the parents who do not think. Yeah. You know, it's like, ah, it'll be all right. Nothing will happen. It only, it only goes 15 miles an hour. What could ever possibly go wrong? You um, know, and it's some poor motorist who's uh, now got to live with the guilt of hitting that child and then the parent for leaving, letting their child have the damn thing. <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah. Or, you know, like like you said, that, that that kid was on the pavement. What if you'd have been a toddler that just ran out? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I'm only going by that. You know, obviously, you'd get hurt, but you know, a toddler could necessarily get killed if um, yeah. they're hit by something at 15 mile an hour. So, you yeah. know, so 
Yeah, you got to, you've got to think e-scooters yeah. are not. Yeah, they're not toys. Let's put it that Definitely way. Definitely not. No. Yeah. No. But strangely enough, what made me laugh the most through this whole lot was that when I because the the principal, um, the, the sorry, the deputy head called called me up to, to have, you know to basically placate me. I think because my mm-hmm. my email must have come off very stroppy. Um, but he said that even though like six formers can ride mopeds, they're not allowed to bring them to school. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so yeah. like they they take a real hard line. So I forgot to ask whether they do that for for drivers, but I, I don't I don't see a plethora of L plates um, buzzing in and out of the school. Yeah, I was going to say with regards to like um, driving, what well, is it sixteen for driving? So I always, I learned a bit later. So um, is it sixteen when you can start, or is it more eighteen? Sixteen for mopeds. Okay. And I believe I believe seventeen for cars, but that might have changed. Okay, because I was twenty one when I started learning, so that's why I yeah. I could never remember what it was. So, um, my if you finished with your cods wallop, I finished my cods wallop. Yeah, well, I'm going to move on to my cods wallop then. So, my cods wallop this week is that um, our computers at work, our laptops at work. Um, have recently just been changed because we have been taken over by an American company. So we needed to sort of like install all of the stuff that, you know, they're now wanting us to use and whatnot. But also with with regards to like the install, well, the update, the install, whatever it's called, um, all of our laptops now are American so it's so all of the like dates are in American and it's taken I mean we managed to change it all over now but it's taken forever for us to sort of like update it all but yeah it was so annoying actually seeing like the date format in um in the American format so instead of it being like 171222 which is obviously how we see the date it was 1217 and it's yeah it's like what I mean, obviously, I'm quite used to it because I have international customers and stuff like that. So you know, it's um, uh, you know, with regards to you know reading that, I can you know can quite often work out what date they really want stuff and whatnot. Because obviously, it's not just America. There's other countries that do that as well. But um, yeah, to actually have to type it in the wrong way round after so many years of typing it in the right way round, you know, well, the right way round to us, is uh, it's been horrendous. It's been such a mind boggle to try and get it sorted. And also with regards to like our emails now, when you type in somebody's email uh, name, say, uh, you know, type mine in Gemma Williams, it comes up as Williams Gemma. And I'm like, oh, that's so God. annoying. That's it. And there's nothing we can seem to be able to do about that. It's something in their outlook that we have to keep it that way. And it's just, I mean, I've, I've fiddled about with it as much as I possibly can. But yeah, it's just so frustrating. Is it your display name? So like if you, when you type in Gemma.Williams at company.com, it then reverts to Williams Gemma. Yeah. Or is it when you're searching for I'm going into IT troubleshooting mode here. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. That's... You triggered me. Yeah, it's all right. I got my laptop here. I will open it up and uh, have a go. Yeah, that's what the episode's going to be. No, <laughs> sorting my laptop. 
And have they set your um, language as well to American English? So oh. everything gets spelled with a fucking Z. Yes, they and did. the U. Yeah, they did. We've um, we've dropped. Basically, I've gone through and I've changed literally everything. I've changed it to English. You know, E N E N. Yeah, English English. You know, yeah. rather than <laughs> proper English. <laughs> yeah, proper English. But yeah, the only thing that I haven't been able to sort out is the um, Outlook emails, um, yeah. and it doesn't seem that we can do it because a lot of people have been uh, struggling with that. You know, with people that are um, a lot more IT minded than I am. So I think we have to just deal with it. But it's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. in our organization there's only one subsection of the group that insist on doing it old fashioned surname, first name. Yeah. The rest of the world and the rest of the, the, the businesses are like, nah, first name, last name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well that's the thing, isn't it? It's just um, you know, it's it's the way that we know. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's the wrong way to do it the other way, but it is the wrong way to us. Do you know why they do it like that? No, why? It's because in the olden days, and, you know, this is really going to confuse the younger listeners, <laughs> but do you, do you remember, like, your parents would have a, a black book, A to Z, and in there would be people's names and addresses and, and telephone numbers? Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't black though, it was yellow, but yeah. It was yellow or red, but you know, it'd be a little black book or a little book of, of uh, names and addresses, telephone numbers. Yeah. Well, the A to Z was for you to then put people in by surname. Yeah. So to write to Mr. and Mrs. Barr, you, you would look under B, not under A for Andrew or G for, for Gemma because we got married and no one knew about it. But, uh, yeah. Aww. So we got married. I yeah, didn't know yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you remember when we met up for that coffee? <laughs> no, because it never happened. Do, oh, wait, yes, ah, yes. Sorry. Or did it not? Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy didn't see you after a certain time. I know. wondered why there was a donut-shaped ring on my uh, finger. <laughs> <laughs> so that legacy of storing names and addresses and telephone numbers was kind of brought into the email world because it was just a natural follow-on from, you know, from people having that Rolodex or, or book of names and numbers. Anyway, yeah. that's enough of IT history. No, that, I mean, you know, people may be interested in that. Who knows? We'll find that's out it. when they're snoring. Every day's a learning day. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just, uh, and this isn't God's wallop now, but... Um, I don't know if you won't have seen actually because you're not really on social media, but um, last week's episode, which you haven't, which Andy hasn't actually listened to yet. So I'm not going to put him on the spot as to find out what he thought about it because, uh, spoiler alert, we're recording this on a Saturday and the episode will be coming out tomorrow. So (gasps) I know. I know, spoiler alert. It's all been lies. I know, it's all been lies. I thought this was a live show. Oh, sorry. Well, it definitely wouldn't be with the noise in the background with you. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, me and James reviewed Die Hard for this week's episode or last week's episode it's very confusing when we when we do it a week before basically me and james need to have some time off over christmas and potentially new year so this is why we're doing it in advance so you know everybody shh, don't tell anyone else <laughs> but um yeah so we reviewed die hard so 
I put out a poll to the well to anybody who wanted to vote for it whether Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie or not so I just wondered Andy what do you think first of all uh it's a movie set at Christmas okay I agree with that but yeah it's then what is the definition of a Christmas movie is is there a definitive you know and the Lord said on the seventh day a Christmas movie is yeah well, I mean, it gets. It, it, I mean, I covered this last week, so but you know, I'll say it again for this. Um, that you know, I think if it's a tradition, if it's something that you do as a tradition to watch something, then do it, carry on, you know, whatever. But it's, in my opinion, it's not a Christmas movie because it's. You know, like I said, then it's like you could watch it in July, you could watch it in August, and you wouldn't feel stupid. You know, if you watched Elf in July and August, you might feel a little bit stupid. So the Gemma Williams certified Christmas movie <laughs> definition is something that is about the time of the year, mm. not set in. Me personally, yes. <clears throat> but then I will say I realise that other people have got other opinions, So, and I'm... And they're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I hear what you say. I understand what you say. You're still wrong. <laughs> Which leads me to... <laughs> right, the Christmas poll. Oh, sorry, the poll. So is Die Hard a Christmas film? And, uh, you know, Christmas tree, a little gun, and then a lot of hashtags to do with it. So on, um, on Twitter, 81% said yes. And 19% said no, so I'm with the 19%, so the 81% are wrong. And um, and also, I, I did... Oh, you can't see the number on, on Facebook. But it, anyway, the yes took over on the, um, on the Facebook one as well. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god the people that were getting so heated about it it was just like it was so fun to actually sort of like antagonize them a little bit you know because it was like these people were like it is a christmas film there's a christmas hat it says yo ho ho and <laughs> i was like Oh my god, I'm enjoying this so much because I'm just winding this these people up, and like I don't give a shit if people think it's a Christmas film or whatever. But I just, I just the devil came into well, no, the devil didn't come into me. That sounds wrong, but uh, the devil. <laughs> what you get up to in your spare time, Jim? Yeah. What you get up to in your spare time? Well, you know, um, Christmas is a pagan time of year, isn't it? So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah. It's uh, it it was definitely uh, fun to sort of wind these people up. That was the global version of the very English argument of milk in or after the hot water for a cup of tea. Yeah, absolutely. Should we have that debate as well, Andy? Well, I, I don't drink tea, so it's like fuck it, whatever I do, I do. Yeah, and I and I've got two friends who I used to get annoyed when they would visit because one was like, I want it in before and the other one was, I want it in after. But if they weren't watching you as you were making it, they wouldn't know anywhere, would they? All right, but it leaves a film if you do it another way. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) You don't just have coffee where it's easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weirdos. Yeah. No, I mean, I put, I put the, uh, I put the milk in after. Yeah, definitely. The tea bag might still be in. 
when I put the the milk in, though. So it's kind of like before the tea bag's been taken out on some occasions because it's like, you know, there's certain people that like a darker shade of tea or whatever. So just to make yeah. sure that I get the right consistency or whatever. Well, people, the purists get annoyed because they say that if you put, because the way that I do it is I just dump the milk in with the tea bag and walk away um, while the kettle boils, you know, and put yeah. the milk back in the fridge. Um, but apparently the purists will tell you that doing it that way reduces the overall temperature of the water or makes the milk hot and it it, it, it alters it. The chemical imbalance changes the taste profile. <laughs> so it's, it's like, okay. Do you know the reason why we put the milk in? Well, not not we, but like, well, it's more of a northern thing to put the milk in first. Go on then. Okay, is because the China in the olden days, again, we're going back to the olden days, the China wasn't fantastic. So we uh, people would put the milk in first to cool down the temperature of the tea so that if the China cracked, then it, you'd uh, not scold yourself sort of thing. So, yeah, that's why. Do you know what? That's a very sensible idea. It is sensible, isn't it? That's it. I wonder how many tea sets were broken before they thought, do you know what? Should we just try putting the milk in first? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or let's let's just actually try and find something other than China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this beaker will do. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> this ice mug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just pour it straight into my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we really have gone on to a Christmas episode this week. (laughs) It's it's almost like our version of QI. Yeah. yeah. Odds and sods that we remember. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. So, but it's good. It's it's fun. I love all the olden facts kind of things like that. So, uh, yeah, I think we might do an episode about it one day, but yeah. I think what you, I don't know if you've seen it already, um, but Lucy Wolseley, the historian who does a lot of BBC stuff, she did the history of Christmas and like the the origins and some of the the carols. Have a a look on the old iPlayer um, for it. I think, I think you'll, you'll really enjoy it. Uh, Maybe some of the other salties who are into their, their facts and figures. Um, But yeah, there was some of the, one of the standout things was um, a Christmas carol that's a, that was effectively a just a, a standard dance for the French um, court, oh. and it just got co-opted into a, um, a Christmas song. Oh, I think yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like yeah. if you you know, uh, what was that program called again? Sorry, I think something like the History of Christmas. But look for Lucy Walsley. Okay, I think it was on BBC Four, um, or maybe been BBC Two. Um, okay, but it'll be on the BBC iPlayer. So uh, yeah. And because, like, the tradition of going from door to door doing carol singing actually stems from a midwinter's festival um, where the villagers would go out to the orchards and, and the crops um, in the depths of winter to basically bless the trees. And there's a kind of fertility movement to ensure a good bumper harvest for the next year. Mm. And then they would go from tavern to tavern singing for, um, for sort of like food and, and drink. Oh, okay. Well, that's that is really interesting, and we've managed to bring it to Christmas. That's <laughs> it. I'm sticking to the script you gave me. <laughs> Insert laughter here. 
<laughs> you make me laugh so hard. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Oh, I think we got a bit loopy. Um, <laughs> well, what's the time? You know, it's only half ten in the morning. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, that is. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been awake for about an hour. So, well, maybe an hour and a half. So, you know, you know, if anyone's thinking, oh, this is a bit, you know, a bit strange. Well, people are tired, guys. Yeah, it's a Saturday, and we are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 10.30 in the morning. Oh, what was it I said yesterday? Puffy, puffy-eyed and yeah. uh, something else. But yeah. Okay. Small and ankled. Small and ankled, yeah. But yeah, definitely uh, definitely puffy-eyed at the moment. But uh, yeah. I have got my glasses on, so at least I can see. Yeah. So, And I was out last night, so I, I've, I had, I've got beer and curry hangover. Oh, Nice. So, so you're not getting you're not getting a hundred percent pure gold from me today. More like a hundred and ten percent pure crap. But <laughs> <laughs> the things we do for the salties. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We did try and record yesterday, but uh, the um, the laptop just wouldn't boot up properly. And uh, I think it was probably doing like a little update or something like that. But yeah, it took forever, and we would have we would have had to have rushed it. And uh, that's why we're doing this today, isn't it? So, right. I was thinking, should we get on to um, the salty tadpole interaction? Oh, got a bit of STI. I've got my cream. Got your cream. Yeah. Got your water. <laughs> got me water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like I mentioned earlier, we, well, I asked um, what fa- uh, Christmas traditions people have. So, before you give to the answers of theirs, um, what do you have any sort of traditions around Christmas or anything like that? Yeah, and, and I don't think this will come to a surprise to any of our listeners who know me. Um, but <laughs> or my me. Christmas, or you, yeah. <laughs> my Christmas, I'd like to generally spend by myself. Yeah, I just, I, I have my little tradition is Christmas Day since, oh, you know, I want to say the last sort of six, seven years. Is yeah, just to wake up, cook myself a nice English uh, breakfast. Uh, we call it the triple pork threat baguette. Me and my friend, it's sausage, bacon, and black pudding Oof. in a baguette. Yeah, that sets me up for the day. Uh, if I've been given any presents or cards, then then I'll open them while I'm watching something on TV. And then for my Christmas dinner, I like to have a little steak and potato gratin that I make myself. Obviously, I don't kill the, the cow and butcher the cow to make that <laughs> I go and buy the steak, but I cooks it myself and I make yeah. my young potato gratin. Um, and then, yeah, I'll just settle in um, for, for the rest of the day with a fat belly and just doing whatever the hell I like. And yeah. That's, and then I see my, my friends and family over the Christmas period. I'm not a complete arsehole, um, but... I like to leave Christmas Day for the little, the kids and for them to kind of just enjoy their day uh, with the aunts and the uncles um, rather than me sort of sat there going, well, this is fun as a single man with no kids. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a strange egg, you know. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's my tradition, you know, and I enjoy it. What about Good. you? What, what do you have? Well, I mean, ours, is, ours has changed very slightly over the last couple of years, because obviously Graham's come into our life now. But um, prior, well, when my nieces were little, 
we would always sort of meet up a couple of days before Christmas and I'm I'm talking when they were really little um and we'd always watch Elf and we like did that for so many years like as a as a continued tradition and it was so nice to actually do that like I tried to it's a bit sad in some ways I tried to reintroduce that and to like doing it this year but they're like in their 20s now and they're just they just don't give a shit. So, <laughs> oh, wait till they're in their thirties, then then they'll want to do it. But you know, they're, oh, well. they're a bit too cool for school at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, well, I might be dead by then. You never know. <laughs> I'm not going to be dead. <laughs> but and a know. merry Christmas to one and all. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And then they'll regret it. No, it's uh, but it used to be a lovely tradition that we used to do when they were when they were small. Well, I used to do when they were small, and. um but the only thing that we really do as a real tradition, I suppose, is that we light a candle for all of, you know, on Christmas Day, we light a candle for all of the people that have sort of passed away. So like uh, grandparents, you know, my dad and stuff like that, you know, we do. Oh, that's nice. Just, yeah, just to kind of acknowledge the fact that they were here, you know, kind of thing. Um, and yeah, that's it. I mean, like I said, it's... Christmas Day is is always I mean it's always bloody chaotic anyway so um, over the Christmas period that by Boxing Day I just want to stay in my room (laughs) I think secretly that's my issue is Christmas Day is a wonderful day don't get me wrong but it's just too goddamn noisy yeah it's a sensory overload poor little me and I'm just I think I just spend most of the day in shell shock yeah, I do too. It is it is a bit insane with regards to how busy and stuff it is. I'm also I'm toying with the idea that you know I know you're a dress Andy on Christmas Day. Can I just come to yours? Fuck off! No, no we don't have to talk. What, what part of alone do people not understand? Yeah, but but we don't have to talk. I I'll just sit there quietly. You can sit outside in the car. How how about that? All right, that's fine. <laughs> Because I can't, you know, the best one that I do enjoy, silent company, but there does come a point when somebody does have to say something. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, and you can't you can't go like, I don't know, two hours without speaking, really. No, it's very, I very difficult. Can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you both acknowledge the fact that you don't want to talk. However, the silence has now become just a smidgen too uncomfortable for the British. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> right, let's get on to, well, first of all, James gave me his answer because I asked him what uh, his tradition was because although, you know, although the man cannot be here, you know, he's still part of the show. So I thought I'd ask him. <laughs> um Oh, there's the postman. postman's here. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean that's that's something that Socks has missed. You know, postman's been on strike, mm. so uh, you know, never mind. Friend, special friend. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Socks rudely interrupted um, James there. So you know, <laughs> oh, James through my voice. Right, so traditions he's written. My mum, when I was a child, or my mother, sorry, when I was a child, would always decorate the entire house on Christmas Eve, which must have been exhausting. Always having a breakfast of smoked salmon, scrambled eggs and champagne, which I'm assuming 
he did when he was an adult, not as a child. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I used to, my parents used to do that, and I used to get a little uh, small glass of champers. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, but this was yeah. the 80s and 90s. It was a different time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then father and I, he's so <laughs> posh. He's so fucking posh, isn't he? Father and I retired <laughs> to the drawing room when my mother continued with dinner. <laughs> father and i would always go for long walks in the hills on christmas day when i was very little they'd ring a little bell to let me know i could go and open gifts which actually is really cute i think that's really cute oh i bet he had his little britches on and <laughs> his little tweed flat cap with his leather patches on the jacket <laughs> Yeah, he definitely is. He definitely is more posh than me and you, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the gardener would be allowed to come in in the warmth, rub his hands in front of the fire before retiring out to the shed. <laughs> Some, only sometimes, though. Mm. It's only sometimes. Only when it got down to minus 15, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, I said that was going to be nice to you, but, you know, Andy's been mean, so that's all right. <laughs> it's in the script, James. It's in the script. You know, we're not allowed to go off script. <laughs> Did you want to read the next one? Yeah. So this is from Bob, Bob Murden Brown. Yeah. His is watching the, the Muppets Christmas Carol every year in the Bob household. And another tradition was since started since Mrs. Bob uh, and himself got married is to get a new bauble each year. Aww. We take it in turns. Could be from a country we visited. Um, the, the last tradition started by accident. Uh, you got a Batman boiled egg thingy. So I'm assuming that's an, an egg cup bob. Yeah. Uh, and he made, uh, made the Santa wear the cowl as Bat Santa just as a joke to see if anyone noticed. Ten years on, it still sits on top of the tree. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Santa, fat Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Would that be no, uh, no, 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 no? But with the jingles instead. Yeah, it could be sort of Batman. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I was going to try and do it, but in my head, in my head, that sounded absolutely awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, in reality. <laughs> Bat Santa, Bat Santa, riding through the glen. <laughs> Batting through the air. <laughs> right, the next one is from Owen Edmonds. In my household, for about the last 30 years, I get up, open presents, and then I spend several hours moaning until we have dinner. Then I moan again until tea time. Then I spend the evening moaning at everything. Bar humbug. Ah, <laughs> oh, man after my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's via Twitter. Uh, yeah. Oh, I remember those Hacienda days. Yeah. Uh, invasion of the remake uh, mashing it up with a birthday or forgets their birthday. Yeah. So what's it this year? Are you mashing or forgetting? Yeah. I did say, I said to him, when when's his birthday then? And his birthday's on the 23rd. So basically it's like his birthday's pretty much forgotten. And it's just like they celebrate Christmas. I was like, oh. <laughs> He's like, oh. As long as I have my bottle of wine, I don't care. <laughs> 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 Teresa van der Leek. I think, um, or L-E-K, so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. But every Christmas, I make an English trifle and Yorkshire puddings from family recipes passed down. 
Also, my Christmas morning coffee has a shot of Baileys in it while I make breakfast for the family. Aww. <laughs> Here's your breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, to be honest, I'd probably open the bottle of Baileys and just put a spoonful of coffee in and then drink with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then pour the rest of the bottle over the cornflakes. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth's random R says... Uh, Ran- random ramblings. Just random, so you know. random ramblings. Yep. You can tell I'm not on the twits. No. And uh, also, I've taken a little screenshot, so it's not really actually showing up properly, everyone. So, his is the the ultimate Christmas movie. It's Die Hard on Christmas Eve, opening a single present, which is normally a pack of PJs. And then we just wake up on, and drink on Christmas Day. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good one. It does. It does sound like a good one. And a very New, uh, New Zealandy one, because he's from New Zealand. He lives in Australia, but he lives he's uh, from New Zealand. So oh, I think Sorry that- for your loss. <laughs> Talking about Australia, there's another Australian here, uh, Josh Button. And his is a bucket of KFC driving the kids around the neighborhood, neighborhood checking out the Christmas lights. So that's not obviously on the actual Christmas Day, but that's prior to Christmas Day. But that's still that's nice. Oh, that sounds awesome! Yeah, um, I'm guessing this is Pitney, Pitney and Amelia. Pitney and Amelia's bitchin' boutique. There we go. Yeah, yeah so. I, I got part of it right. You did, yeah. Again, I did a screenshot. Because I thought it could have been worse. It could have been Pitney and Amelie. <laughs> dot 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 dot. <laughs> yes, yeah. Again, it's a screenshot, so I didn't. Um, I did. It, it basically, it comes up with Pitney and Amit. Amelie. Amelie. <laughs> <laughs> My family demonstrated its fucked upness by displaying a beautiful, shiny, symmetrical fake tree in the big front window for the public, while the real scraggly homemade real tree was at the back of the house. That's where Santa came. <laughs> no, that. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's literally. That's the sentence. That's where Santa came. So I'm not sure what to make of that. Where we were, the messy, filthy family. <laughs> <laughs> that last two sentences, three sentences, can has different interpretations. Yes. <laughs> oh God! Right, we're just going to keep socks barking in because yeah. he's part of the Christmas spirit. <laughs> so, right, uh, Ryan L. Terry. So, so many, hard to choose just one. But I'd say one of my favourite traditions is throwing my annual Christmas soiree. Soiree. So, what, soiree, sorry, because I'm not posh. Um, for friends, something I take seriously and indicate by the digital signage. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Digital signage outlining the schedule complete with a designated time from unconstructed fun so he he puts on a big part actually to be honest i did find out a little bit more about that and he did you know he does put on loads of like games and events and stuff like that that he does and i i was like oh can you just can you plan this podcast for me (laughs) (laughs) do you fancy being the producer for free (laughs) yeah (laughs) no pay (laughs) yeah (laughs) just for pleasure (laughs) from james (laughs) (laughs) 
does that mean I get to do our Cod's Wallet Popper? You certainly do, yes. Big Timmy. Timmy. 87. Timmy. Shh, Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) When me and Tanya, the wife, got our own place, I decided to start a tradition in which we would play Dr. Mario on the Nintendo Entertainment System until we reached a certain score before we opened our presents. It started as just an excuse to play Dr. Mario, but now becomes something I look forward to every year. That's a little shared experience. Yeah. And that's our that's our final one. So thank you everyone to you know for actually supplying those. As always, it means a lot that people get involved. So always, always appreciated. Here, here. Here, here. <laughs> oh, that was James. He just popped in to say hello. <laughs> four, four. I mean, think you mean. <laughs> I say that was a jolly good interaction there by the salty tap holes. Yes. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to pop out my false teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ready in the glory hall in five. <laughs> just de-cheesing it. <laughs> <laughs> just harvesting the next round of cottage cheese. <laughs> oh, oh dear. I don't know if you've got a story of the week of you or... Uh... It's not a funny story of the week, but I think it's it's worth highlighting and um, okay. I think offering some ca- congratulations to this uh, brave government. Oh dear! <laughs> so this week in New Zealand. Okay, well that's that's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think this and New Zealand. Just please feel free to write in and correct me. Not that I will see it, but I'm sure Gemma will uh, chastise me on air uh, <laughs> if I've have got it wrong. Um, but congratulations to the New Zealand government who this week passed legislation banning a whole generation and those that come after from buying cigarettes and tobacco. So they'll become effectively a country that has outlawed smoking. And when the last person born, I think in 2009, eventually dies, it will then, there'll no more cigarettes and tobacco will be sold in the country. So I think it's everyone born after, uh, after 2008 cannot buy cigarettes. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. I mean, it's good. It's good, but at the same time, it's uh, as a smoker, I, I'm I'm automatically going, "Oh my god, I actually really want a cigarette now." <laughs> yeah, but but here's here's a question though, and I think this is you know a bit a bit philosophical to end with. I feel, but mm-hmm. if you had your time again and you could tell Virgin smoker Gemma to to not even take a drag on that first cigarette, would you do it? Or would you let yourself smoke if you had the choice again? I would probably, I would probably have a word with her and say, "Don't do that." But then she'd probably do it anyway because she was at yeah. the rebellious age anyway. So, uh, yeah. you know, so because I would tell myself not to smoke. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the big thing. Is like a lot of it's the addiction. We're addicted to the addictiveness of nicotine. Yeah, a lot. Of, I, I very much doubt a lot of smokers really enjoy the smoke. <laughs> You know, no. definitely don't like the smell of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I'm with you. You know, you know, as an ex-smoker, you know, my my gut reaction is, "Wow, that's wrong. You can't do that." But to actually withhold 
that opportunity to get addicted to a whole generation. Yeah, I think it's definitely positive. And I suppose, yeah. you know, for those that are over 2008 or whatever, you know, born... Yeah, those who can legally smoke right now, it doesn't yeah. affect. Yeah, so we can we can still smoke to our heart's content. So that's, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> and the reality is it won't stop... You know, like the good old days before you could legally go and buy cigarettes, going to get an older kid to go and buy them for you. You know, it, it's not going to prevent that, you know, but it just means that for the rest of their life, they're having to get, use fake ID or get, you know, can you imagine as a 30 year old saying to someone who's 31, can you go and buy me some cigarettes? Cause I can't buy them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is pretty bad, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, I used to like this is obviously this is how long I smoked for that I I was probably about 14 I think when I started something along those lines and maybe a bit earlier but anyway um there used to be like a indoor market type thing and they had a cigarette machine yeah and you could just go up and you just put the coins in and get the cigarettes out and uh, I just do that on a regular basis so yeah. yeah, um, I mean that quickly, um, you know, went away, but, uh, sadly, but, uh, yeah, that's how I got my cigarettes originally. I didn't, yeah, I didn't actually, and you know, the, the people were sort of looking at me as if to say, you're too young, but nobody could do anything because it wasn't God, you know, it wasn't, um, there wasn't anybody there physically who could actually stop me from buying them, if you know what yeah. I mean. So that's, it. that's how I got away with it. Those Hacienda days when you could get a box of 10 for less than two, two pounds or a pound, yeah. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. And that, you know, in the early days as well, that box of 10 used to last me like a week. Now yeah. it just lasts me a day. Mm. <laughs> well, they don't exist now, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, Andy, I think, well, we've talked about a lot of shit today, so... I feel as though this is a good place to end the episode. So I just want to say a massive thank you to you for stepping up and actually doing this episode with me. So this is potentially the last time that you're here and here in 2022, unless, of course, I decide to do an episode next week and James still can't do it. (laughs) And then I'm like, Andy. (laughs) And I apologise to you and the Salty Tapos for not being uh, on my tip-top normal energetic self but i has hangover so you know yeah i think that's yeah i think that's i think that's fair enough and to be honest i'm pretty tired too so we're probably both a little bit low energy and uh i think but you know that you know sometimes sometimes salty tadpoles you have to take things as they are and sometimes people are not happy all the time and you know and i think i mean jem do you remember that that notorious episode where we both went fuck that was shit (laughs) yes i think i also (laughs) it's not as bad as that is it (laughs) it's not it's not been as bad as that one at all and i think that episode if you want to go back and listen to it was called insert title here because we just could not give a shit about it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's like we we can't we can't spend any more time recording another episode this is just gonna have to go out <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but you can balance that out with episode 98 which i think was the the one to balance once you've listened to the insert title here i think the next best one is like is it episode 98 was uh captain bird's eye it might be yeah i i don't know i've uh 
we're a lot of episodes on since then so (laughs) we're like 246 i think this one is or 247 something like that i could be completely wrong but anyway so your 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 hundreds of new listeners that you've acquired since i've left you know should go back and check out the back catalogue oh yeah absolutely Uh, hundreds thousands a purist would go back to episode one you know just saying you know if you (laughs) you take podcasting seriously you always have to go back to the origins and catch up. Absolutely. But also I'd like to apologize if you do go back to episode one, because I sounded very much like a ro- robot. Because when I edited it, I took out all of the breathing spots. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the joy of going back to episode one. You get yeah. to feel the evolution and yeah. you get to glow in, in the bask and light of your progress. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that just shows how fucking hangover I am. How fucking hangover. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Need yeah. English. <laughs> well, I think we've definitely been talking enough codswallop then because both of us need to either go back to bed or, you know, just do something other than, you know, maybe have a paracetamol. I have been Gemma. I've partially been Andy. Partially, I've been Hangover Man. (laughs) And I've been James. I've been James. I'm just here collecting cheese. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm from the Yorkshire Dales. (laughs) It's so grey up here. Oh, it's just as I like it. (laughs) I've sat on a stone wall, the rain driving into my ear. I'm happy. I've got my Audi. <laughs> I am the bestest driver in the world. <laughs> I drive an Audi. <laughs> well, yes, but Andy does too, but, you know, he's not superior like I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. He's the humble Audi driver. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I do right. tell Jeeves to behave, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that James probably doesn't drive that car. He probably just drives. Yeah. yeah, we are going in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's sat in the back. He's sat in the back, going, "Oh, come on, Jeeves, oh, whipper." Trying to spread my cottage cheese. <laughs> whippo, whippo. That's what and for everybody else. <laughs> right. Oh, another one of our famous endings. Exactly. Yeah, at least, you know, at least we changed it up from cigarettes, eh? That's it. <laughs> End on a high. Yeah. <laughs> Take him a piss out of James. <laughs> yeah. He won't listen. He never does. No. Nope. Right. Oh, you got seagulls in the background now, so let's end the episode there. Yeah. You have dogs, I have birds. <laughs> <laughs>